Hi, I'm Benjamin Light. And I'm Marco Sparks. I am Allison Nelson. Hello, Allison. Thanks for joining us Hi. today. You are uh, one of the writers of the previous episode we just watched. We thought it'd be fun to chat with you. Hey, thanks for having me. That was it's it's an honor. <laughs> for us too. Um, so today your game it was the soccer game with with Ian Harding. Uh, Ian did not show up. Uh, as did a lot of people. We were missing half of our team, and I played the whole. Normally, we have like five subs, but we had two, none for the girls, and I played the whole game in hot uh, Pasadena heat. Oh, nice. So, everybody, rain hell upon Ian for not showing up today. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in like Vienna or something, according to his, yeah. his Instagram. Yeah, likely story. I mean, like, he would never make it back in time, but I still blame him. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, you and Joseph Doherty wrote the previous episode, Playtime. Uh, before we get anything else, anything else, we just wanted to ask you a little bit about the episode, and if you could tell us anything about the creative process and how that all came about. Oh, man. Um, well, uh, about a year ago, um, Joe put me into his office and asked if I was interested in co-writing 7-Eleven. Uh, and after I calmed the internal screaming, uh, that was a, a yes. And then I think they told everybody I got to write it about a month later and, uh, yeah, the creative process. Wow. Um, what specifically are you looking for? Like, uh, I guess what I'd be curious to know is I'm, I'm sure there's like the master plan for the season and whatnot. Um, yes. so there's a lot of stuff you had to work in, but then you got to kind of put it on all of your own stuff as well, I would guess, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, typically, I mean, like with the finale, you always have to take that into consideration and what uh, has transpired in the previous episodes. I mean, Marlene always has a great, like, over-the-top, just total amazing chaos that happens <laughs> in the finale is that you have to take a second and reevaluate like, cause you know, you have like the overarching plan, but like some things change and you have to work in like the information for each character that you have to carry on to the next, like the handoff. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was definitely interesting jumping in to the premiere, uh, how much work went into that. Thankfully, Joe was by my side and he was able to re-navigate every time I went off course. <laughs> so. Was it always kind of known that you guys would skip a little bit there to let people heal and whatnot? Uh, I think that was a discussion whether or not we were going to jump right in or if it was going to be a couple of days. And I think just to keep uh, things moving in terms of the fast pace, you know, like just from Spencer, mm -hmm. um, we wanted to like kind of carry on that. So it just wasn't Spencer sitting in a chair um, saying everything's fine. It was more uh, carry that out with her in the hospital and then kind of take a beat and let everybody, you know, regroup for the characters. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was a little bit of both, I should say. What was the timeline of the, the creative side of this from the moment you said yes to everyone finding out to like you got outlining writing and the production? Oh, uh, well, that was a little chaotic, uh, just in the sense that we had, so, so Joe was doing his play in uh, San Francisco, mm -hmm. and then um, I can't remember, there was a holdup with the last episode, and Marlene um, was also working on another project, I believe, maybe it was Famous in Love, so there was just a little bit of a, I feel like normally people get a little bit longer to write episodes, but this was so quick in terms of like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think, uh, wow, now I'm trying to actually dig in and remember. <laughs> I remember turning in my like synopsis of Joe and then we turned that in and then we wrote the outline. We were like, it was, we were writing the synopsis, turned that in and by the time like they gave us notes, we were already 
almost done with our outline. And then by the time we got notes for the outline, we just like essentially dosy doed around the office and said, great, here's a script. Like it was like the same day. So it was very short amount of time <laughs> to get it done. But surprisingly, I mean, we got it done, thankfully, in time mm-hmm. for everything. I think everybody, everybody around me was like, why are you so calm? Like, like you should be freaking out. I was like, like, one, you can't really show that you're freaking out in your first episode. Mm-hmm. But I was. I was very much freaking out. So, but thankfully, again, Joe was like, you're doing great. Keep moving. And so. was there like a, any sort of production break between 710 and 711? Or did that pretty much just flow one right into the other? Uh, no, we definitely had, um, it was like the end of June that we finished shooting and prepping, uh, finished shooting 10 and then we prepping and then we came back from the 4th of July and then uh, we started shooting on 711, hmm. July 11. So yeah, it's, it's weird to think that it's been like eight months or something since we've seen PLL and yet you guys just shot this kind of, you know, one week after the next and so forth. Yeah, it's uh, Joe and I were trying to like it was just so long ago that you're like <laughs> trying to remember like what am I not allowed to say? <laughs> yeah. Well, just on top of it, like having this very cool, almost like a secret that you just can't wait for the world to find out. I I imagine that must have been kind of exciting and nerve wracking at the same time. It was very much nerve wracking. <laughs> I uh, um, I did a few times try to sit down with Joe throughout the season because there were a lot of I mean, there's a lot of Twitter, Twitter followers asking, like, to shell out information that I was just like, I'm just going to not mm-hmm. give anything just to be safe. Because, you know, like, you spill one thing and then it's like this whole, like, it accidentally gives out something in episode nine. And you're like, I don't want to be that person that gives out. Yeah, like, you don't want to accidentally spoil miss anything. The puzzle. Yeah. Especially from an assistant. You know, you don't want that mess. So. Right. Well, let's uh, jump back a little bit. I think we probably want to circle around to the uh, episode again later. But uh, how did you get into this business originally? Oh, my. Um, I did musical theater a lot in high school and college. And then I was mostly studying theater and uh, international relation classes. And then I went to school in Columbia College, Chicago, and uh, I did their production film program where we learned on like 16 millimeter bolexes. And um, I pretty much jumped from, I would say, production design to directing to uh, line producing and writing. Like I just kept trying to get that full wheelhouse of experience. And I realized I did not like a lot of those things. (laughs) So, um, and then they had a semester in LA program, which I never thought I would do. Like everybody was talking about how it was a good experience and how I should do do that whole program and I was certain I was going to head to New York after and then I thought you know forget it I'll just try it and then that was probably the most valuable experience so I did the semester in LA with this um, I didn't know anybody I came out here I had met one girl that I produced a documentary for her a while ago um, and she said she just happened to have a room open so I lived with her while I did the classes and then she ended up getting me a job on paranormal activity three nice. for, <laughs> um, as a script coordinator, which like, uh, I didn't exactly know what went into that job. So I was fired pretty quickly after, <laughs> um, got fired a lot, uh, from different jobs. And then, uh, I kept, I met up with RJ, uh, Hume, who is the production coordinator on pretty little liars and uh, on this message board. And I talked to him on the, off and on for about six months until he finally said, hey, we have a job open, uh, hop, a, hop aboard. And I was working on another project for Blumhouse at the time. And it's like, health insurance, yes, please. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, yeah, I worked my way up. I worked at the front desk uh, for about a year and a half at PLL and um, met all the directors. That's how I really became friends with like Norman Buckley and um, Bundy Stansler and Chedlow and all of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. And then working my way from there. 
Is that something that happens a lot on the movie side? They'll just fire a PA if they don't like him? I feel like probably like uh, it was like weird circumstances for like the paranormal activity job. It was I like I couldn't even like there were so many things that went wrong <laughs> on that <laughs> one. And that like I was later told they like they just needed a scapegoat for that mm. role. And I was like, all right, like and, you know, that that point when like it's a job that you've had like I've never been fired before in my life until that job. And I was like wishing for him, like, just, I can't quit. Just like fire me, please. God. <laughs> um, can't even blame this yeah. on the ghosts. Yeah. 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 And, uh, I had this, uh, uh, unfortunate habits, uh, that I learned in Chicago. That's the mentality of oh, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought I was more cute and friendly and it turned out people did not like that. Um, <laughs> especially people in power. So, uh, yeah. And then I worked for an Albanian pop star, which was crazy. Nice. Uh, uh, that'll be shared at another time. That was <laughs> crazy. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then met Joe, uh, in the kitchen and at pretty little liars. And about a year and a half later, he was like, be my assistant. So that was great. And a writing assistant is different from a production assistant who's just kind of like a gopher, I assume, right? Yeah. Uh, a production assistant is essentially like your yes man on set. Like you are responsible for literally anything and everything that somebody needs, mm -hmm. which, you know, it's it's really good if a learning experience like, you know, you I can understand how people like enjoy being production assistants and just, you know, going hard and kind of brutal hours. But I enjoyed it because it was being so busy all the time. Like mm -hmm. you're always helping out and you get to know everybody on set and there's a lot of camaraderie going on. But yeah, the writer's assistant, like there's different facets of the writer's side. There's like the writer's PA, which is essentially the right yes man to the writer's side and then writer's assistants who hang out in the writer's room all day and take notes and organize and help the writers with, you know, different storylines. And then there's the script coordinator who essentially works with production a lot that organizes the scripts and making sure everything's consistent with what they need for, you know, set and breaking down scripts for the schedule. Hmm. And then executive assistants slash kind of showrunner assistants, which assist the needs of the executives, producers. Mm -hmm. So as you say, typically each executive has their own assistant. Okay. You had like a great like apprenticeship role then. Uh, yes, very much so. I think I got really lucky with Joe because I've, you know, I've heard friends have jobs where it's, it's a lot of go wash my car <laughs> and you don't, and you don't really learn much beyond that. But thankfully Joe was always very much like, read the script. Like, what do you think of this line? And he would uh, invite me to like also write. Like every time he had a script and like we would get an out, like I would get his outline before and I'd read it and give him any thoughts I had. And I would also write my own version of his script and kind of compare. And after like the episode was done, shooting, oh, yeah. and, you know, he'd be like, maybe you could go this direction or maybe you, you didn't really include all the thoughts. I was supposed to be there for that scene. Hmm. So cause like practice, practice makes perfect kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So, were you there when they do the read throughs or are you guys, I know whenever we see pictures of that in social media, there's kind of like people sitting around the edges taking notes yes. and whatnot. Uh, I was never taking notes per se, but I was there. I was kind of the one that organized the table reads. I'd email and text all the actors and make sure they were coming and make sure everybody got their scripts or that they were prepared for it. And uh, Yeah, I was, I was there definitely for <laughs> sure. It kind of sounds like you had like one of the best jobs because you got to like witness up close a little bit of everything. I would definitely say that is true. I I hope that I'll be as lucky on future jobs to <laughs> be able to be as involved as I was uh, with Joe because Joe would be like, come hang out on set and watch. And I cannot emphasize enough how much I learned working with Joe. Mm. Like, nice. goodness. goodness. Hopefully <laughs> other people will be as lucky. Well, here's the real question. Did you ever get to drive the uh, pink PLL golf cart around the set? Uh, I did. I drove it. We still have the golf cart. I'm working on another show, American Woman, but it's like a lot of uh, the same cast or that cast crew. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been driving that along. That still has Pretty Little Liars on it. So. Nice. 
Yeah, but that's mostly like the set golf cart. So like Lisa Hoggett uh, typically handles that mm-hmm. that golf cart. So <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> so who would you have been as one of the PLLs in high school? I don't know. I was trying to think of what who I would have been because I was I feel like kind of a mix of both because I was still the kill him with comedy if you will instead mm. of but I was also like the class president but I was not a great Spencer I was not a yeah a Spencer I would say just because my grades were not what they should or could have been mm-hmm. but I was also like doing like the musicals and jazz band and mm. I was all over the map okay so did you ever do like a guitar uh, solo with Noel Kahn <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not no con, but, uh, uh, I had a boyfriend in high school that was the guitarist for the school. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Oh, we should ask you, um, when did you come on the show? Was it right from the start or, uh, season three, like right in the beginning. Okay. I think think it was April, no, March 19th was my first day, 2012. Oh, cool. So I only know this because it keeps popping up in my Facebook memories. (laughs) Had you been watching the show already or did you just like binge watch the first two seasons? I was watching it because my little sister um, was a big fan of the show. And Matt was actually, my husband Matt is actually, his college roommate was Brant Doherty, no con. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah, it's all all circles back. Mm -hmm. If I remember correctly, this is completely off topic. Wasn't Brant Doherty's original thing going to be like cinematography before acting? I think he was directing. Okay. Directing or cinematography, one of the two. I remember, oh man, if we could ever get your hands on, there's, uh, I have a friend who is another one of Matt's roommates, Ryan DePeza, and he wrote a student film and Brant's in it, running around Chicago, like dressed all in white. Mm-hmm. And oof, I'll see if I can dig that up. <laughs> it's pretty good. But yeah, I think it was directing. Okay. So over the course of the show, Aside from Seven Eleven, of course, uh, did you have any favorite scenes or favorite episodes that just really enjoyed or liked how that oh. went down? Oh man! So the first episode I went to work for with Joe was uh, episode four nineteen, the Shadow Play episode, mm-hmm. and that will forever be my favorite episode. It's just so, uh, the whole crew just was so excited about it and so jazzed, and everybody like just. Like everybody's typically giving it their 100%, but they just like amped it up even more with just like the costumes and everybody was working so hard to make sure like it was what Joe wanted. Mm. And, uh, and this, like, I remember Joe posted recently that photo of Aria's eyes. I think you commented on it mm-hmm. that episode. And just that single like shot where like they say Allison's alive mm-hmm. and then, like her eye, like her pupils, like dilate and like her grow bigger. And it was, I think that moment alone, like, oh, it gets me every time. <laughs> so that was your first episode with uh, Joseph Doherty. It sure was. That wow. and like uh, Raven's with like episodes 102. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah. But he was awake for that. <laughs> that's a pretty nice place to come into PLL. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty, I'll say. pretty cool, pretty surreal place to come into PLL. <laughs> I agree. Oh my god. <laughs> well, this we might have just answered the question, but over the course of the show, is there like a favorite episode of yours? Oh, um, between four nineteen and I think six eleven, when they did the flash forward, I, I know everybody was uh, really worried about how that was going to come off, and I think Joe did it beautifully. Like the, but like with just all the girls and like we like reconnecting and like where they are at each point mm-hmm. in their in their lives it didn't seem too far-fetched to me mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i think yeah i think that was between that and 419 it was beautiful mm-hmm. so we know there was a deleted scene with holden in playtime is that anything you can tell us about or is that top secret it's not necessarily top secret it's just i think I know that they're, well, I think, I guess Joe said that they're going to put it on the DVD. Mm, okay. And it was just like a small moment between the two. But I like how much uh, 
Ezria fans are freaking out. So <laughs> maybe I might just let them stew a little longer. Okay. So okay. if you don't mind. We did <laughs> see in the episode that uh, the Toby scene with Arya at the beginning, she appears to be wearing the outfit she's wearing like a day later. Is that? Yes. Did you have to kind of move some stuff around in the edit there? We did. That scene originally got cut, and uh, and I I I know Joe wanted it in there, but he he's very diplomatic, mm-hmm. and I am more stubborn. Mm-hmm. And I was I was like, put it in. Like I just kept shouting, keep mm-hmm. it in, keep mm-hmm. it. So uh, we ended up pushing it over to the front. So I think it was actually later in the in the episode. So, it's been a little originally. bit more of a, a mystery of what happened to Toby. Did he make yeah. it? Yeah, was that the intention? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm trying to remember exactly how it came to play. I think in our brains it worked because it was still like essentially, you know, relieving the idea that Toby made it through. It's fine. Hmm. But that, I mean, that wasn't, I think it's in the script and I want to say the second or third act originally. Mm-hmm. So, we intended to make you sweat a little bit longer, but in terms of story, it really helped keep things moving. So hence the costume change. I noticed you guys noticing in your overview of playtime. <laughs> um, so at the very end, are we meant to see the little, little tuft of red hair, the person um, bringing the book to Jenna? Uh, yes, I okay. believe you are. Okay. Interesting. Well, Everyone out there, adjust your theories accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I, I very jokingly tweeted about uh, Paige's haircut in relation to that and woke up to like 500 uh, comments or likes or whatnot. And I was like, wow, this seems to have struck a chord. Um, so can't wait to see how that all plays out. I feel like anytime anybody tweets anything about Paige, mm-hmm. it's it's like you you get this huge blowback no matter what it is about i think somebody retweeted my tweet about saying paley forever which is my favorite insult was that they retweeted that and then said imagine hating yourself this much <laughs> and bravo, so that was a good cut mm-hmm. yeah oh man they're so mean but it's i i can respect the hilarity and their meanness <laughs> and i don't take them seriously because... i mean i feel like if money were no object i would I would print a book that's like every time somebody tweeted at Joseph already asking about Paley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yes. like thousand page book. <laughs> ah, man. There's some repeat offenders in there. So yeah. they get their own chapter. So tell us about the, the game board, the, the playtime game yes, board please. there. Uh, Cause that is just fascinating. Can we take, just take a second to, admire the handiwork of chris fail our prop master absolutely like he, definitely he uh he is an unsung hero or maybe he's sung enough i don't know it's he he was creating this thing like and just jumping through all these hoops to make sure that it was what everybody wanted between like the network and the studio and publicity and i think they originally were trying to like recreate the game board to sell but i don't know if that <laughs> actually landed mm. Yeah, I, I want a magical game board that like spits out uh, relevant information or blackmail or whatnot just well, at a moment's notice. Also, I just want to point out the little details in this thing are so amazing. The one for the Radley, there's little gates for the Radley, and then it's just like a pit of like skull or skulls <laughs> wrapped around like molten fire. I saw that and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, I don't <laughs> like I don't remember this in uh, the town square, but uh, I mean, I, I buy it. <laughs> But he, I remember he pitched everything like this is what it's gonna look like, and then like the little gates, and just remember him just getting like I couldn't even imagine how many packages were arriving every day for him that he was slowly building the game board like day by day, and whew, it was like a daily meeting, if not twice a day, to make sure mm-hmm. that it was exactly how it should be. I can imagine how like just fragile and protected this thing it's like like the models like the starship enterprise and star trek or whatever like don't sneeze near the model don't think oh it my happened. God. there's like the scene where like spencer takes off 
her, or maybe she's still wearing her arm brace. She does it one-handed, yeah. She does it one-handed, and I just remember, like, Chris standing in the corner with, like, his hands over his mouth, like, <laughs> not breathing, like, oh, be careful. Also, props so. to the sound designer. Like, that thing just sounded like this crazy pinball machine inside of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember Mickey, is, she, she was our assistant editor, and I remember Joe giving just a bunch of examples of what he was looking for <laughs> and that like and she did beautifully i know that they added more into it like later but she was just tracking down all these special sound effects for it well so, so. did the game was it something that you guys created for this episode or had it come out of the writer's room like how did this idea come about it it came from the writer's room but it's as much as i can remember it came from there and it was, it was what i remember at the end game was like very much like a part of like and then i think marlene created that idea over because she would always come and you know before the season started and uh shape a small idea of what the season was going to be and then we'd all go in and we'd build off of that and make sure you know ever hitting all of our marks and i think that's where that came from was the game board Mm -hmm. and you never know how well it's going to turn out until you actually see it so and it passed with flying colors. Yeah, yeah. I imagine it must be a little weird to just write like, and then it spits out an envelope from the side and just kind of, it's like, well, hopefully they'll figure out the way oh, this is supposed man. to work. I remember them just, because uh, uh, Grant, our special effects guy, got involved with that. And he, like, it was just, I can't, I think he was underneath the table, like, <laughs> feeding it through to make sure. Out, yeah. yeah, like Chris, like, created, like, the special thing so it would, like, open uh, like a little remote, and then and then I think Grant was underneath the table, like pushing it through. Like the I don't want to ruin all the uh, <laughs> magic for everybody, but it was definitely a collaborative effort. Maybe they should have just picked the game board up and A's hiding underneath there, kind of making everything light up. <laughs> That'd be a like in uh, Scene of the Rain, and she just happy just seldom just jumps out of the cake. Mm-hmm. So how did you guys decide on the the return of Mrs. Horowitz and Holden? And and did it come out from like you knew those those two actors would be available or there was a deal for them to come back and had to be worked in? Or did you say we have to have these two? I don't think there was a deal worked out like prior. Uh, I believe Mrs. Horowitz, I'm trying, I think her name is Kathy. I could be wrong, but she, she is a friend of Joe's and Beverly and they brought her back and oh, she was so great in the episode. I wish we could show her outtakes because uh, <laughs> the tension between like Paige and Allison and those two scenes and like you can tell she's visibly uncomfortable, <laughs> like trying to like, just, like, how do I handle these two? And man, hopefully that's on the desk. Yeah, let's talk about the bake sale. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. Uh, yeah. And then Holden. um we were kind of like looking through our list of characters and be like, who would be the best character to kind of, that could bring, you know, be somebody from Arya's past. Mm-hmm. And uh, Holden, was, Holden was our guy. Yeah, and he did a great job. He was, <laughs> I'm thinking of your your podcast now uh, for the overview and how like his lines just like cut like a knife. It's like, hot damn. Yeah, we're really curious about, like his background he, he apparently improves one skill a year like is he just in your mind what what is holden's deal is he just like the most chill dude ever or does he have a bunch of money or, or what's going on there? Like what's what's his confidence level because yeah. it seems like a, a 10 i mean i this is where i would make like a patriarchy joke about white male <laughs> always saying that like a 10 in confidence level yeah but um he i mean like in our minds we had like oh like he had this heart problem like he was playing it fast and loose as a young youth mm-hmm. and uh and now he's like you know what every day is a gift let's just cruise so he's just but making then, the rest of us look bad now <laughs> yeah i know i was like man i wish i could be this carefree one new skill every year this year i'm gonna be a head chef <laughs> <laughs> no big deal if i had the brain brain power for that that'd be that'd be the real gift one um, new skill one moment that I love, and I think you tweeted that that it came out exactly as you envisioned, was Mona like fixing Hannah's a- appearance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That uh, I was really uh, Joe let me write Hannah's character uh, just because he's like you'll have fun with like the comedy of that 
because uh, I enjoy writing comedy. Mm-hmm. And the way those two played it off, like they're just like, picking at each other to just, I, if was, I could watch that scene over and over. <laughs> she was such like a mama kitty to Hannah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, that following that up with like what spinoff I would do, it would be those two like together somewhere else. I like the idea of them like being cops somewhere, but Oh, that'd be know. fantastic. Um, um, that would be my for sure. What do you think about Caleb like reminding her that they almost broke up because of the like the fashion in the past? You know, I I also wrote that scene. Um, and it's not my favorite thing that a guy would say to a girl. <laughs> okay. But uh, no, it's it's uh, you're moving the story forward and like kind of just and it's also like you know playing to you know, like you know you're reminding everybody what right. their yeah. characters through. So that was kind of the effect it, that, that had to play. It's been eight months. You need to let everyone know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, that's mm. pretty much it. How, how far Hannah's come and where she's going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tried to write Spencer popping up under the bed. Be like, hey, I'm still here. <laughs> but like many of my puns, they were shut down. Like, so. like Spencer came in to tell Hannah a new development in the mystery. And then like Caleb and Hannah came in and started like getting amorous. And Spencer's like, oh, crap, this will be awkward. I'll just hide in the closet. And she's like stuck. In the it's like slowly walking out. Sorry, guys. Yeah. You know, speaking of Spencer, I, I just made this connection in my mind and and. 710 Mary Drake kind of shows up at the end out of nowhere and it's like there's like a weird cut of her just like peeking through a window and then we don't see her for five more minutes um Spencer kind of opens this episode the same way where it's like we just see her peeking through the mailbox and then coming around to look in the Lost Woods Inn and that's all we get of her for you know several scenes there was that something where that just came out of the editing or is that all as planned uh I think it came out of the editing more and like her her scenes were so like intense with Leslie Farah mm-hmm. and oh my gosh those two together mm-hmm. I mean you're like you're building up for that moment like I remember just sitting behind the monitors just watching these two like volley their dialogue together just like sobbing I mean I feel like Joe every time wanted to make sure that if, like a scene was landing as emotionally would just look over to see if I was crying and <laughs> I usually was so yeah I think that was fairly intentional, yeah. Is there a storyline that you would have loved to do on PLL, but you you never had the time or just weren't able to? Oh, man. I thought I meant to ask Joe's uh, make sure that I got the okay to talk about that. There was like, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, there was one uh, Emily storyline that was going to, that was going to go in a different direction for 611 and where she was going to be like a part of, uh, what was it? I think they like, the Air Force or whatnot. Oh, okay. Hmm. And like her coming back from that, like to you know help help pay uh, for things, and I would have really liked to explore that one. Like that, I think that would have been an interesting dialogue. I don't know if this is gonna get me in trouble, but you know the show's over. So yeah. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Fire you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been hearing that a lot from people lately on feel Like, what are you gonna do? Fire me? I so, do feel bad. I'm, you guys are all doing press right now, like the cast and crew, and it's like so. Eight or nine months ago, when he filmed this, tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, you. I mean, you guys were sitting right behind me at the Paley Fest, and then mm-hmm. like, and they revealed that Allison is pregnant. Yeah. And then they're like, wait, you know, we're pregnant. Like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, we're, we're she's pregnant. Forget yeah. it. <laughs> so, oh my god, I just thought about that girl. That was like, how dare you, that girl? Oh man. <laughs> mm-hmm. That yeah, was intense. They did not screen any of the questions at Paley Fest. They just oh, they toss the mic around. I just, yeah, I just don't feel like PLL was served the best by its fans at that moment. Um, no. I had a couple good questions. There was a couple yeah. good questions, but yeah. on the whole, I was like, come on, bring your A game, folks. Yeah. No pun. <laughs> I just love that the last question is about an Ezra baby. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, baby. yeah, we're done. <laughs> it was like a spinoff about the Ezra baby. It's such a weird question. It's like what? What would that show even be? Sounds horrible. I, <laughs> I can't say I would watch it. Be like, what? I don't know. Just a little soccer playing baby. Speaking of uh, soccer player, there. What's uh, something about Ian Harding that no one would be able to guess in real life? I said that like I. I was trying to think of something. Like I was. 
I was talking to my soccer team today about it. I'd be like, what can we say? One of my friends, the captain, Matt Pabian, said we should say like he's an opera singer. <laughs> so then we like if forever pinned him into this corner of having to sing that anybody asks. Hmm. But like uh, he's he's pretty much like what you get, like what you see in the you know in interviews and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I uh, he came into the office the other day, and I typically verbally assault anybody that I'm friends with, and. I, I forget that people don't know that like we know each other like outside of work. <laughs> and so they like kind of like, you can't say that to him. And it's like, um, like, and then I feel bad about what I said. And then I think about it. And then I saw him outside like 20 minutes later. I was like, Oh, Hey, like I'm going to like apologizing. And then he's like, Oh, Hey. And then he just like spits like right in front of me. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. No, we're fine. Like, I'm not, um, besides the bird thing other than that, but mm. he wrote a book about it. So I guess that's not a secret. I would say, uh, I would love to start or further the rumors. Ian Harding, ornithology and opera. Those are his uh, his two loves. Yeah. Yes. That and he's a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of soccer player is he? Is he doing a lot of slide kicks and whatnot? Or? Well, we're not allowed to slide in our league, thankfully. Mm. Um, he's. I thought I was aggressive in soccer, but he is like, uh, I guess dude aggressive i don't know mm-hmm. he gets mad at himself when like the ball goes out of play because he's doing like a fancy move that i would never be able to do getting a lot of red cards uh he's not gotten a red card surprisingly other people have but there have been like uh, people are slowly starting to notice that like he's famous mm-hmm. and he's on our team like there's this one girl that came over last week and she's like is he on a tv show i'm like I don't know. Like, who's to say? Like, not trying to bring it in. And then she just, like, pulls him to the side after he comes off the field, like, totally sweaty. She's like, we're taking a picture. Nice. That's the first time it's happened, so that's not too bad. I would say, don't let the other teams know. They might go for his face. That's true. Oh, boy. There are some really aggressive people in that league, so. Hmm. I'm just just imagining, like, Ezra Fitz, aggressive soccer player right now. Like, what that would look like. Oh man, I'll let you know next time you're in LA and come to a game and you okay. can see yourselves. Oh, I'd love to. I remember, <laughs> I remember from high school, what's the one where you, you almost do like a backflip? Bicycle like, kick. Bicycle kick. I could see, I would love to see Ian Harding like just do a bicycle kick out of nowhere, like an unnecessary I, bicycle kick. I feel like he might have done like a bicycle kick, but yes. enough or not to like inflate egos. I'm just like, you did fine. Like, keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> Take it down a notch, Harding. Jesus, and he has like a similar last name to my husband, Harting. So it's like it's confusing when I'm cheering for my Matt over right. Ian. Mm. So. You mentioned for your uh, PLL spinoff, it'd be like Hannah and Mona, detectives, solved mysteries. Oh yes, nice. That would be amazing. Would Caleb get to come along, or do you have to stay home? I feel like just keep Caleb at home. Like let. I mean, I know that he would offer like his own like brand of specialties, but like. Mm-hmm. Let the women do their work mm-hmm. and see, I, I don't even know what kind of cases they would get. Well, like on one hand, I like this slight subversion of the trope that the, the person stuck behind the computer doing the hacking is like a good looking guy. But at the same time, you've got Mona. Yeah. She could probably you do. Really need Caleb to yeah. She probably do everything he does on the computer, like on her phone, half asleep in the passenger seat of the car. That's true. But on the other token, she's also very good at sleuthing and sneaking around. Mm-hmm. So and who she wouldn't have time to do all the internet sleuthing if she was out on the work in the street. True. And the cases. So True. you know. Let Caleb do that work. <laughs> that makes me think of that scene. I think it's actually Spencer and Emily. They were they like distract that guy who was getting the ice cream cone, like Sarah ah! uh, mm-hmm. Sarah Harvey's manservant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that scene is hilarious. I could totally oh see Mona God. and Hannah doing that. I'm uh, just I'm just gonna pretend that your stuff in playtime was the soft pilot for them being cops. They're just undercover. Good cop, fashion cop. Yeah. <laughs> I could get down with that. Now I'm gonna make Joe write it. <laughs> so speaking of one of your other loves though, what would a TV show about roller derby look like? Oh man. Um wow. I would I think it would be a lot like there one of my girlfriends did a, a comic book called slam oh. and i feel like it'd be similar to that it's it's so it would be a lot of the relationships and like how they evolve because like there's different levels of roller derby between like fresh meat and sub pool and teams so like people move up quicker than others and like 
friends get left behind. So dearly with like the nuances of that and uh, pretty much all girls just showing what injuries they've gotten. Mm. So there's one girl recently that just totally smashed, like demolished her finger mm. and it's just like pointing in a completely different direction. And she's like trying to, she's trying to mend it. She, she mm. took a break. So uh, two thoughts. One, I just want everyone to know that Benjamin Light just perked up at the idea of finger injury. <laughs> that intrigued him. Second, like various injuries of, over the body is a great framing device for like flashbacks, I think. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hot damn. Well, I guess you guys are going to have to move here and then we'll all write it okay. together. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask, uh, speaking of roller derby, what is the worst injury you've taken on a uh, roller derby? I, I have been fairly lucky seeing other people's. I've only had a couple concussions and then <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've sprained my ankle say three or four times between derby and soccer although i did not i was not heavy in sports when i was younger so i did not know what a sprained ankle was mm-hmm. i just like i just knew that my ankle hurt when i played sports like derby or soccer and i just said okay whatever keep playing and then i went to the doctor and like oh hey dummy like you have a sprained ankle or you have had one for like s- several years and all this scar tissue mm-hmm. so a sprained ankle and then i broke in my middle finger twice like the same finger and you're so, one of the lucky ones. I'm one of the lucky ones, I think. I mean, like, I'm sure. I mean, sure, there are some girls that have not had anything happen, but I will not jinx them and say anything. You guys have like helmets and pads on, yeah, somewhat, right? Yeah, helmets and wrist guards, ankle, not ankle, uh, knee pads. I can just imagine taking a one of those roller skates, like the face or something. Ooh. Yeah, that could do some damage. Ooh, yeah. And then when you fall on one of your wheels, it's not pleasant. So just just so everyone's paying attention for role model purposes, dominating in two sports and then writing scripts for heat <laughs> television shows. Like oh, man. you're setting you're setting the bar very high for people. This I mean, it's good that I do the sports. I, I grew up in a large family with mm-hmm. like five sisters and uh, they're all in Michigan. So my uh, my aggression had nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So I typically practice roller derby moves and soccer. Because the guys are pretty physical and they like to push around more. But then, like, there's this cool derby move where you kind of just like dip your shoulder into their chest and pop up. Mm. Um, so when they're trying to like crowd you to get the ball back, you just do that, and then they yell, and then refs are like, "She couldn't do that. She's tiny." So <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's where my aggression goes, thankfully. Okay. Um, so you mentioned that uh, you, you like doing the Hannah scenes there. Are there any other characters that you really like to write for either in playtime or just like in your own kind of uh, practice writing and whatnot? I like the idea that maybe I could write a Spencer scene, but like her dialogue is just so like, I don't want to use intense, but it's like, I would love to be able to write for Spencer, but I'm not sure I have the brain power, which mm. is why Joe was able to do that part. Mm. But yeah, I would like to write for Spencer. She seems like her character is so there's so much going on. I mean, the just I mean, you guys know that between yeah the Dillard's family, it's like mind blowing. Yeah. So. I mean, I I love where Spencer is now. She's she's this dark superhero of the show. But I do also kind of miss like the early seasons when there was moments when Spencer was just this huge nerd, but like all yeah. in, <laughs> all she's in. like. 100% like nerdy now and I like her was with Ren like back in the day like mm-hmm. being the super flirty girl and it seems like the more the more as we progress the more she's like I don't have time for that like keep moving yeah she lived like a hundred thousand lives <laughs> pretty much an old soul <laughs> so what would be your dream project if you could work on anything right now uh that's running like currently or oh either blue sky yeah yeah oh let's see i mean i have my own i mean ideally i would like to someday like have my own comedy show like a i don't know just be a showrunner for any comedy show i mean i like one it would be great if i like been able to like work on parks and recreation like that mm-hmm. was a great experience so just mm-hmm. i mean wendy stansler who directed a few episodes of pll and you i love that show and uh when she was directing on that show she let me go on to set and hang out and watch a few scenes which was truly amazing um but that's a single camera show right 
yeah, single camera. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah. Now, now that we're gonna write that roller derby show together, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'd say that's the dream project. There's so many roller derby shows, like, not shows, but like you know, like documentaries. That it's like you don't want to flood the system, but. Right. Yeah. Need to find a way to work in a murder mystery in there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think what was it the show Bones did like a roller derby episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, they like somebody in the derby dolls like they shot at a warehouse like was a murderer or something oh cool did they did they like introduce everyone to like the lingo of the roller derby world anything like that i think so i think like the character went undercover to do roller derby um yeah and that's i think it was actually one of my goldsmith's friends that was in that role but yeah they taught her how to skate and whatnot so so one more question from playtime did, did Hannah just like go and sew those dresses in her spare time or like where did those come from? Ooh, that I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> like that was like uh, I feel it, between Oliver's episode because they kind of hand off that storyline. Mm. It is there was a lot of uh, trying to figure out oh, where my scene would end and he would pick up. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea is that she had them in her closet already mm, okay. I, I i can't necessarily be sure <laughs> about what we landed on we can just go with the idea that she can just break into her old boss's warehouse or something and steal what she needs yeah let's let's go with that in new york uh, yeah in new york yeah she's she's uh yeah i don't know anyway um she yeah i'll leave it at that how about that okay <laughs> okay um, so what other shows are you watching right now? I've been watching a lot of Superstore. I don't know if you guys watch that at all. No, what's um, that? It's a NBC show. I feel like it kind of picked up where, in terms of like a, lots of characters for NBC, like for like you know how like Parks and Recreation had like mo- like a lot of cast members and like a lot of different things are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, Superstore. I think it's worth watching. Oh, um, Superstore. Okay. Oh, I yeah, said, Superstore. I thought you said Stripper Store for a second. Whoa. I was like, what is that? Hot dog. No. <laughs> That's, That'd be great. That's the next show we're all going to collaborate <laughs> on. Holler. Yeah. I'll, I would be interested to see. Well, when we went out for drinks, that was the first time I saw that one. What was that movie with Demi oh, Moore? Showgirls. Yeah. Showgirls. It'll be like that. Sure. Just, just, I don't know if we, we talked about that. We should say real quick, we went out to drinks with you guys, which was fantastic. Um, we were at a bar that was playing showgirls on a loop on every TV, except for like one had sports on it. Like it would end and then it would like start again. And then the most surreal moment is at one point, some guy in one of the booths starts mouthing off about something. And Brian Holdman was like, hold on a second guys. And he turns around and like corrects these guys. <laughs> whatever, their detail about showgirls was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Brian Holdman and now he's, He's good at his pop culture. Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, yeah, no, that was a good night. Yeah, I think we were fun. there for like, what, four hours? Yeah, for like a while. Then... It seemed like Showgirls was just on forever. Like, you can never really tell what, like, the start or the end of that movie even is. It just kind of is. Well, because like this... I had said, is this like a three hour movie? Yeah. And Brian Holman was like, oh, no, they just restarted it. I was like, oh, uh, oh. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> okay, so Superstar, are we looking for that? Definitely, yeah. So uh, what's next for you right now? It sounded like you had another gig. Um, I think you said it was American something? American Woman. American Woman. Yeah, I'm working on, uh, I picked up a PA job. Jackie was nice enough to hire me for a short uh, stint job for, I, think it, I don't know if it's TV Land or Paramount, but it's it's with John Regi. He's the showrunner. He did like Larry Sanders show and uh, 30 Rock and whatnot. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty cool show. I don't know what I'm allowed to say about it since mm. I feel okay. like everything is so hush hush these days. Has it has it already aired? Is it like a continuing no, show? Okay. It's it's they shot the pilot back in like August. Um it's got Alicia Silverstone in it. But oh, it's I think I think it airs in Mar- January first is what the schedule says, but I don't know if that is like holding Okay. For the schedule. So I'll be interested to watch it. It's like a I think it's like a period piece. Like it's in the seventies. Oh, so, yeah. And yeah, hopefully I have not said too much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So 
yeah, but hopefully I'll, hopefully, I know the writing side, like the writers are starting to gear up hopefully for the next season of writing pending the writer's strike. Hopefully yeah. it doesn't come to that, but, uh, mm-hmm. otherwise I'll keep harassing Joe Doherty to keep writing stuff so I can just sap all the information off of him. <laughs> And I don't think a lot of people, I don't, I don't think a lot of people listen to our podcast realize that there's potentially a writer's strike looming. Is there any, like, not knowing the full details, was there a certain point where we'll know if that's going to happen or not? I think there are still negotiations, but I mean, I think, I hope it doesn't happen, but I'm, I, th- I know that we will definitely know if it is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed that it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Throw some money the writer's way. Yeah. I mean, like, just I don't know what the holdup. Like you're you're creating content, so you know yeah. you should be you should be the star of the show. If you're <laughs> writing all that storylines. Definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can you tell us anything at all about this puzzle piece situation with the game board? I know you don't want to spoil anything, but I I assume that that's going to perhaps reveal something eventually if there's more puzzle pieces. There'll be more pieces in that slot where the phone is. I think what yes. Benji's asking. Mm-hmm. Yes, there will be. We won't. We won't abandon that storyline. Okay. Very curious about that. Yeah, I like any anything where you know an image comes together with puzzle pieces or you know clues and whatnot. Those are all real fun to me. Yeah, the, uh, uh, I think it's it. It will be fun to see how everybody you know comes about a puzzle piece. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys plan on talking to Joe again before the end of the season, but. I am very excited for 719 and for you two specifically to see mm. okay. 719. Um, we'd love to. So, Joe, if you're listening, <laughs> we'd love to. <laughs> okay. And I apologize, Joe, if I revealed anything that I shouldn't have. <laughs> I just want to see if Secret Passageway comes to fruition anyway in the show. Whenever I see that, that, that makes me smile. Oh, man. <laughs> no comment. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that about covers it. Anything else, Marco? No, no. Thank you so much for for joining us, Allison. Thank you for having me. I apologize for all my ums and uh, stoves and whatnot. Edit those out, please. It'll be (laughs) lots of work. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure I'll clean it up a little bit. Make us us sound like we're more snappy and intelligent, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we can put them all into a, like, disco mix. (laughs) Super cut. Uh, mm, mm, uh, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, we can't wait for 712, and apparently 719 sounds very interesting too. So we'll be watching. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye bye.